Well, hello and welcome to Theology for You. Ben here with Victoria, and she is back on this exercise ball. It's comfortable. It's week after week. You never know what Victoria's going to be sitting on to record. So <laughs> if her voice fluctuates, it's probably because she's bouncing up and down on this uh, exercise ball, and the mic doesn't know what to do. So Probably. Yeah. How's it going? Well, I'm very comfortable, for one. You should but... be. I don't know how you sit on that thing. Well... It's another story for another podcast, but you're very talented. Thanks. I'm doing well. I'm tired. We had a good work day this weekend at our mm-hmm. house, but just kind of left me tired and feeling kind of, I don't know, just zapped. But I'm looking forward. Hopefully, not too zapped because <laughs> yeah. I am looking forward to recording with you. Yeah, but so that's how I'm doing. Thanks well, for good. asking. Hey, you're very welcome. That's what I'm here for. Hope you're good too. All podcasts hosts <laughs> always ask how people are doing. That's true. I think that's like a rule. It's the polite thing yeah, to do. Yeah, it's in the podcast handbook. <laughs> so anyway, now that we've rambled on for a minute, um, yeah, what we're going to do today, and we're going to do an episode like this later uh, for Victoria as well, but we're going to talk about a couple of our personal favorite doctrines. Uh, mine today is, uh, the fancy word is called union with Christ. Um, it's an old word. A lot of people don't use it anymore, uh, but uh, it's a very important teaching um, of the Bible, specifically the New Testament. So, um, yeah, we're just we're going to talk about that a little bit and talk about the, um, what it is and what impact it's made in uh, my life, and hopefully encourage you to maybe study it a little bit more as well. And um, yeah, if if you have studied this topic or uh, anything, we'd love to hear the impact that it's made in your life as well. Um, it's a great truth that, yeah, it's just a great truth. So anyway. Well, so what it, yeah, so what is the truth that <laughs> uh, is so great? <laughs> union with Christ. Um, I'm going to borrow from, um, an, uh, an, he's not really an old dead guy, he's just a dead guy, named John Murray. Uh, he wrote a little book called Redemption Accomplished and Applied. And he says that union with Christ is the central truth of the whole doctrine of salvation. So the whole teaching of what salvation is. It is not simply a phase of the application of redemption. It underlies every aspect of redemption. So what he means by that, um, phases of redemption are like just regeneration, justification, sanctification, glorification. Hmm. All of that happens in union with Christ. Um, John Calvin, another that guy with a really impressive beard according to the pictures well i guess they're accurate but anyway um he said we must understand that as long as christ remains outside of us and we are separated from him all that he has suffered and done for the salvation of the human race remains useless and of no value to us all that he has possesses is nothing to us until we grow into one body with him so there's hmm. this um truth that we, those who are Christians, are united to Christ spiritually. It's not so much a location as uh, maybe a position or even relationship would be a good way to look at it. So we are in a special union. We are, um, the New Testament, you see this a lot, we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has a lot to do with a relationship. So... I think I've heard in a sermon once that actually your dad preached 
the analogy he gave was it is as if now like if being in Christ is like being in a book sort of like your page was placed in between the covers of that mm-hmm. book so you're not a lone page mm-hmm. yeah one around yeah so that's yeah it's kind of hard to explain i know this is going to be counterintuitive in some ways because it's um it stretches the mind to mm-hmm. think that we are we are that closely connected to Christ that everything that we have spiritually speaking and really physically speaking but spiritually speaking when we think of salvation everything that we have comes to us because we are united hmm. to him mm-hmm. um, so to give you a flavor of um, how the New Testament really speaks of this kind of speaks of it two ways like you have the in Christ language so Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5:17 therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come hmm. so we are in Christ and we're a new creation so being in Christ has given us this new identity and our loyal listeners that's not the first time we've mentioned identity yeah um so that being in Christ that union with Christ is now our identity um so we're even adopted in union with christ ephesians 1 4 even as god the father chose us in him that's christ jesus before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him then verse 5 goes on to say in love he predestined us for adoption as sons and that all happened because we are um in christ so even our our justification philippians 3 8 9 which we did an episode on that that it says, Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God that depends on uh, faith. Hmm. But that little phrase, to be found in in him but then it's also even more mind-blowing because it says not only are we in christ but christ is in us hmm. so christ is present with us so romans eight ten. but if christ is in you although the body is dead because of sin the spirit is life because of righteousness ephesians three seventeen. so that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and then the Apostle John, who's one of my favorite authors in the New Testament, he really combines the two and shows how Christ is in us and we are in Christ. So you read John 15, very familiar passage about abiding in Christ. Uh, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Uh, verse 5, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch in withers. So there's life, there's mm. sustenance from being in uh, Christ. And so, Christ being in us. And Christ being in us. Yeah. And then he, First John, another book we've mentioned often so far. Uh, By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. So mm. that's just really a quick overview of what the bible means it means that we are in christ we are um have a new identity 
So when we think of who we are, we should really think of ourselves as we are people who are in union with Christ. We are people who are in Christ. Um, and that, so that's, that's who we, that's, that's who we are, if that makes any so, sense. So yeah, why, why does it matter that then people should refer to, you know, we should think of ourselves, refer to ourselves as people in Christ first and foremost, rather than like, I'm a husband or I'm a father mm-hmm. or a plumber, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you're, cause we, that's what we say, right? Who, who are you? What do you do? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the yeah. get to know you question that we often use and how does that, you know, reframe our thinking, I guess. Well, the whole, the whole, um, maybe another way to say it, probably the most important thing you can know, um, is how can you be saved? And as far as the human race goes, there's, there's either two things. You're either in Adam, which Mm. means you're outside of Christ or you're in Christ. Mm. So, so there's really only two designations as far as like identity goes you're either in christ or you're not in him Hmm. but when we say that it's important to look at that first because it's going to it's going to frame how you make your decisions it's Hmm. going to frame um every everything honestly i mean we'll talk about more practical impact here in a minute but but just having that identity so I don't, I don't make decisions based off of some other identity. Mm. I am to make my decisions based off of this identity, mm. and what God says about this identity and His Word is what matters first and foremost. So our pastor has said a lot of times, and he's people might take it the right way sometimes. He he talks about for Christians, he doesn't believe in self-esteem; he believes in Christ's esteem. And mm. the whole point is we're getting out of ourselves and out of any identity that we might place on ourselves and to that identity that uh, God has given us through his spirit and because of what Christ has done. Hmm. Um, so that identity, who we are, it, I mean, it, it frames your marriage, uh, your relationships, um, your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, just, it, it literally affects everything. Because if you're a new creation, Paul says the old is gone. Hmm. The new has come, so that everything has to change in some way or another. Hmm. So, um, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So, I, I just think it's awesome. It's a great teaching. So, um, well, maybe how is it? You can stop me if this okay. is not a right time to ask this question. But maybe for you, then personally, why why is this something that you love to study, or how? Like, what was maybe a foundational moment in your life, if you care to share, that, mm-hmm. you know, showed you the importance of this doctrine and, you know, changed the way you started? Yeah, um, it probably... So we always say that um, everything's about Christ. Yeah. So um, we're justified um, by Christ. Mm-hmm. We're sanctified by Christ. We're glorified by Christ. Um, but when I started studying union with Christ, and it's not that I discovered it. It was revealed to me through God's Word, because that's how God works. And it's mm-hmm. been a favorite teaching of, uh, or a foundational teaching, I should say, throughout the history of the church that believers are in union with Christ. But what really clicked for me is that 
all of those benefits of redemption happen because of my relationship to Christ. Hmm. Um, that I am in Christ, and because I'm in Christ, God the Father takes me as his child. So Jesus is my brother. Hmm. Um, so that that's when it first really clicked. That wow, this is this is really important to understand. Um, not only that this is my identity, but that everything that God gives to me is because mm. of this identity. Mm. And also, I didn't do anything for the identity. Mm. Like I didn't place myself in union with Christ. Christ, through His Spirit, united me mm. to Him, um, and He purchased it uh, through His uh, redemptive work. I mean, so I had absolutely nothing to do with it but then all those blessings of salvation which you know all the shuns right the justification sanctification Mm -hmm. adoption um glorification all of those come because i am in christ Mm. not because of anything that i've done or anything that's special about me but it's it's because of him so all these all these blessings flow Mm. because of him was that like was studying like that clicking you're talking about was that a process like over several years or you know was it maybe a couple years ago there was like a a day or a season that you does that make sense um i can remember our pastor who's also my dad preached through galatians this has been many years ago okay i mean we're probably saying 10 Okay. Ten years ago. Okay. Um, that's when the in Christ stuff started to click. Hmm. I don't know if it was necessarily union with Christ as we're talking about it today mm-hmm. was my understanding. But I think that's when it first started to click. That language. Just like that the, language of mm. in, in Christ. And uh, I also remember a Sunday school teacher going through John 15 with us and that abide in me and I in you. And mm. um, That was our premarital counseling. That was our premarital counseling as well. So, yeah. Um, I think that's when it first started to click, but probably a couple of years ago is when it, um, f- I don't want to say fully formulated, but it's mm. it started to mature a little bit because I, I don't think I can ever exhaust uh, this truth of union with Christ. So, um, no, I'm but not- I was taking a doctrine of salvation class then for school. Okay. And that's yeah. when it, I think it really started to just crystallize just the importance of it. And how it really was that um, that that one truth, that one piece that held everything else else together. Mm. So I think that's when it first clicked. Okay. Yeah. Or, uh, matured. Yeah. Yeah. So no, and I I asked like that may seem like a superfluous question, but I just asked because maybe if someone's listening and either new to the faith or been a Christian a long time, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting I think to hear from other people's stories, like how long. Certain things take to sort of percolate um, thoughts or convictions or what have you. It's to me, it's encouraging. You know, like you say, this is kind of a ten-year is what you're saying, and mm-hmm. maybe the seed was planted this mm-hmm. thought ten years ago, and over the years you've been studying, and um, I don't know. I just think that's encouraging. It's encouraging to see that God does um, reward faithfulness and studying the mm-hmm. Bible. Um, and learning more about him. So, mm-hmm. thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. So, yeah. um, I think I'll t- 
talk about some of the yeah uh, effects it's had on my life, and then maybe yeah. some other things we might think of along the way. Sounds and then good. I might give a couple uh, resources um, at the end. The first big thing, we've just said this before, is it, it really just helps shape, and it's helping to shape my identity. Because hmm. one thing, and you can tell me if you um, track with this or not, mm-hmm. to, to use a Matt Chandler thing, if you're tracking with me. But um, yeah, the older <laughs> I get, it seems like the, the more identities are thrown on you. Hmm. So, yeah, you know, yeah. so like after high school, it's like you're a college student who works part time. Um, then, um, you know, uh, you graduate and now you're the business professional or I've been a, working at a bank for seven years now, this, the same bank. So it's like, oh, you're a banker, you know? Yeah. And then we got married. So it's like, I'm a banker who's a husband. Mm. And then three months later, you're like, hey, you're a dad and it's like <laughs> all right you know and then Carson got here nine months later and it's like I'm really a dad and now yeah. Nora's on the way and it's like I'm a dad and times two uh, times two yeah <laughs> and then you know yeah and you know we haven't even thrown in church work yet so it's like oh you're a worship pastor and a student pastor so just that identity mm. that I'm not all these different things mm. I am one thing and that's it uh a Christian, I think we can, I think, right, legitimately say that union with Christ just describes what a Christian is, uh, who a Christian is. Um, so the first big effect it had was just shaping my identity. I remember my dad when I talked to him about marrying you, um, which was awkward, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, like the one thing he said was, like, if you want to be a good husband, just be a Christian. Mm. Um, so that when as as a Christian who is married mm. yeah, that identity as Christian drives how I love you right. how I talk to you and then when I don't let that identity drive everything then I sleep on the couch but um, <laughs> so, so the identity was the, the really the big effect because it's so it's so easy to just say, well, this is who mm-hmm. I am, but it not be what the Bible actually says that we are. Mm-hmm. But when we look at that, just the the identity. I mean, it just um, the, so the way that I treat customers at work is going to be shaped differently because of that identity. Yeah. A Christian yeah. who yeah. works as a banker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not that, and I think no, that's a good, that's good, Ben. And it helps too. I think oftentimes, when, like you're saying, we do kind of collect labels when we, as we get older and go into different life stages. But I think the danger is maybe that you start putting Christian just on par with those other things. You know, mm-hmm. like you're saying, like husband, dad, banker, you know, Christian, mm-hmm. blah blah. You know, and you might go on, but um, word even just wording it that way, like my name is Ben. Yeah. I'm a Christian who da 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 does help you put the the first thing first and remember that christ Mm -hmm. well and i think especially for guys Mm. we don't often think about guys having identity issues you know what i'm saying i I think in our culture a lot of the time i think it's becoming a little more balanced i might say 
but growing up anyway, I'll, I'll put okay. it that way. Growing okay. up, your experience, sure. Yeah, from my experience, growing sure. up, it seemed like just put it this way: girls were more vocal about okay. these issues. Okay, guys maybe just didn't talk about it. That's fair. But I've noticed That's fair. that when you guys, when they get together, if they talk at all, they, yeah. they'll ask something like, "What do you do?" Yeah, but they always respond back with. Not so much what they do, but they'll say something like, I'm a fill-in-the-blank. Yeah. So, in my example, I would say I'm a banker. Yeah. So, um, just to have that one thing yeah. to flow off of just changes everything. So, that would be the first thing. Just relishing in that identity and learning more about it. And I'm learning more even now. I mean, it's that's a journey that will not end until... Mm-hmm. Either Jesus comes back or I die and go see him. So that's the first thing. The second thing is really fighting sin. Mm-hmm. And this point was um, brought home in a book I read not too long ago on this subject. But he was um, he was talking about that passage where uh, Paul, I think it's 1 Corinthians 6, talks about um, Talking about a married man joining his body to a prostitute, basically committing adultery with a prostitute. Mm. Um, but the point the author was making is that when we do that, we're uniting Christ to that prostitute mm. in a spiritual kind of way. Um, so that union with Christ is a um, encouragement to fight sin. Hmm. So that in my identity, I don't join Christ to sin, or I make Christ look less holy hmm. and perfect and righteous hmm. than he actually is. I can't change who Jesus is or anything like that, but fighting fighting sin, um, hmm. you know, just Paul, Paul, Paul does it as well. We just read Romans 8.10. It says, if Christ is in you, though the flesh is, is dead, the uh, the spirit is alive because of the spirit. I just that was the Ben paraphrase, but <laughs> but then he goes on to Romans eight thirteen and he says, "Brothers, if you live by the deeds of the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit mm. you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live." I think he's talking about eternal life, but he's already put the union, that identity first. Mm. So I fight sin, um, not with techniques. Right. I yeah. fight sin out of identity. Yeah. And because I am one who is in Christ and Christ is in me, the Spirit lives within me, the Holy Spirit lives within me, and I fight that sin. So when the temptation comes, I can I can say no. I don't have to say mm. yes. And when I say yes, it's my fault. Mm. Um, Do you have an example? Um. I think a good example is when we look at Paul, mm-hmm. Ephesians 1 through 3 is like the teaching on uh, salvation. And then he comes to chapter 4, and then he says, be ye kind one to another. Um, yeah. So, But he's already opened in the grand passage in chapter 1, and he's already hit on this identity that we're in Christ. He hits on it again in chapter 2, mm-hmm. verse 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2.10. So out of the identity flows the the kindness i don't think i'm a mean person but i think i can come across as cold sometimes Mm -hmm. just maybe demeanor or whatever it is but 
I think it can also have sinful roots. So I had to remember that because because I am in Christ, I am a new creation. I don't have to be that cold, um, mean, mugging dude. I can be warm-hearted and, and kind, and it enables me to forgive so that, um, not that you ever do this, but like if you um, say something that offends me or something like that, then you come back and say, I'm, I'm sorry, I can quickly and readily forgive you mm. because I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. That like my identity in Christ enables me to forgive mm. quickly and freely. Yeah. Like I don't have well. to, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to hold anything right above you. Like I don't have to come back and say, well, I'll forgive you if X happens. Yeah. I can just say, I forgive you. Or like bring it up later. Yeah. 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 So that would probably be the t- the two biggest effects I think it's had on my life. Just looking at the identity. This is who I am. And because of that identity, this is how uh, sin is battled. Mm. It's out of the identity. It's because of the identity. Mm-hmm. Then you pursue Christ-likeness mm. out of that union with him. So it's, it, um, yeah, it just stretches my mind to think about it. And it's really a cause to, to um, praise. If you can study this and read about it and not just feel your heart warm and, and stuff like Pray, pray to God to warm your heart. There's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, no, even just I'm kind of like quiet, but sitting here, listening, and thinking through, like what you're saying. It is, it is true. Like it is helpful, and I think oftentimes we do look to strategies, mm-hmm. either either to kind of identify ourselves or, or to, like you're saying, or to fight sin. Mm-hmm. You know, we want like a just give me a tip or a tin list or you know whatever it is mm-hmm. how to and i think that it's hard it's harder sometimes like we're it's easy to to say like well give me a list and i'll check off all the things but it's you know the christian life can be hard and you are actively fighting against sin and um like to to become we, we are united with christ but to learn more about that what it means you know, to pursue to pursue christ like that's not necessarily always an easy thing mm-hmm. but that's the that's the changing thing you know that is what makes us kind or um in in the roles that god gives us you know those are things that make us godly there we can't you know i don't know i guess i think in the age of google you know people just want a quick list or a whatever and that's that's just not the way that sanctification works it's kind of steady and slow and but it's mm-hmm. it work you know it's beautiful it's it's active and changing so it's just encouraging listening to you. Thanks. You're welcome. Don't <laughs> say too much. Mess up your flow. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, yeah, one last thing. I'll just give this quote. This is a. Hmm. Um, I just lo- I love this quote. It's from a book called Saved by Grace. Uh, the uh, it's a, by a guy named Anthony. I think you say Hakama or could be Hokama. I don't know. Um, but union with Christ, he writes, was planned from eternity. And is destined to continue eternally. So, in other words, I'm not just mm. in Christ now. I'm going to be in Christ forever. Yeah. This union, therefore, is what makes our lives, our life as Christians, significant, happy, and victorious. Mm. We are pilgrims and strangers on this earth, but Christ lives in us forever. I think that's just good because that significant, happy. Who doesn't want to be happy? Right. You know. Yeah. 
and victorious and uh, victorious over what sin mm. uh, because we're we're in Christ so that's probably yeah personal favorite I love it I'll keep learning more about it I've got uh, some stuff I want to read before the end of the year on it so <laughs> so yeah what are some of those you kind of mentioned resources earlier what are some resources yeah, you have? I, I already mentioned this book it's uh, redemption accomplished and applied by John Murray he actually has one chapter on union with Christ. It's towards the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one chapter is worth the whole book. Mm. So I'd go, I'd go buy it. It's a great little book to begin with. but it has a super rad 70s cover. Yeah, this is my... Uh, you I got can this find from, it. I got this from the book nook. Oh, cool. Yeah, so nice. they, they have more up-to-date copies nice. than this one. This uh, was from old some old man's library, apparently. He's got a stamp in it, but... Um, so that's a good book. There's a book that I just finished uh, a few months ago, I guess. Now it's it's just called um, Salvation Applied by the Spirit, Union with Christ. Mm. That's written by a gentleman named Robert Peterson. And he has a unique approach because he, I say unique, but um, he goes through the whole Bible, really, and looks at union with Christ. But specifically, um he goes through every use of in Christ or in him or in the Lord mm. in the New Testament and explains it in the first part. And then in the second part, he goes through and actually formulates um, the doctrine as as the Bible teaches it. The, wow. the second part of the book, in my opinion, is worth um, the, the whole book. Yeah. So even if you just skip the first part and read the second part, you yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Anything by Spurgeon on union with christ is always really good i don't have anything specifically in mind but every time that i've read it um has been uh, fantastic and you would do yourself well this is probably the most important resource um you can if you can buy like a or get a free like bible search software there's one called eSword you can download and just search in christ mm-hmm. and go through and personally study all the uses of in christ um mm-hmm be well worth your time just mm. to see what the bible says about uh, those who are who are christian so that's good. um yeah i think that's it and um, one last one would be wayne grudem who is a theologian he has a book that's called systematic theology um there's a chapter in it on union with christ um that's really really good as well so good yeah well, yeah that's all i've got that's so good we've gone then. on over 30 minutes so um uh, i hope this helped i I enjoyed talking about it i enjoyed Uh, listening about it (laughs) i enjoyed having you here thanks for your good questions Mm. um yeah if you've studied this like we said already just we'd love to hear how it's made an impact on your life maybe you've had some different impacts um on your life that uh, we didn't we didn't mention because god uses his truth to uh, change and mold you individually which is amazing um so we'd love to hear from you and i'm really excited about our next episode especially after our sermon tonight the little bit that i got to hear since carson had to walk around everywhere but um we're gonna have uh, one of our elders fellow pastors on Mm -hmm. named uh, todd strauss Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about teaching children uh, theology in the bible so i'm pretty pretty excited about that So until next time, thank you guys for listening, sharing, commenting. Uh, Please, if you can, leave a review like on iTunes. That would be fantastic. We've had 
one so far and very grateful for that. It was positive. Um, even if you put negative, we just want feedback. It's okay. So I'll just cry for a little bit, but I'll be okay. So, but anyway, until then, thank you guys, and we'll talk at you next time. Bye.